You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike show. Hey. Put a little bit. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little, put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh yeah, we are. Uh, I would say we're at cruising altitude. Here on uh, on the show this yeah. afternoon, Nate Geary in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Pleased to be joined right now on the Western Hotline by our buddy Tyler Dunn. GoLongTD.com. Tyler, what is happening? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? It's a pleasure, an honor, long overdue. Thank, thanks so much for having me. It is. It's always our pleasure. You know that. Um, so you are, when are you, you're heading, are you heading to Arizona? Yes. Yep. Uh, Monday we'll be flying down there for the whole week. So yeah, it's, uh, it's Super Bowl week, baby. It's yeah. A lot, a lot of Chiefs stuff, a lot of Eagles stuff, but, yeah. uh, we know, we know where the bread is buttered. So yeah. You sure? NFL centric stories. You don't want to hang back. It's eight degrees. You can, <laughs> I think you could work remote. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's so beautiful out. It's just not, nothing like getting a little frostbite on, on a Friday afternoon. Jeez. One of those, why in the hell do we live here, Dave? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, nobody wants to talk about weather, but the last time we did one of these, I think it was the snowstorm, right, Chris? It was yeah, that's pro- that, is pro- that's pro- that rings a bell. Yes, indeed. I think so. Well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Bills and, uh, of course, um, uh, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, as we go here, um, because you know, the, here's an off season that is couldn't be more different than last off season, right? Like last off season, we were just talking about this as we got to the break here, Tyler. That it felt like you know, well, you did everything right, you botched 13 seconds, and like that's a that's a scar, that's a wound, but. No, I, I wasn't, certainly. I don't think a lot of people were thinking, oh, I, I need to change this and that and all these things. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay, just don't do that again. Uh, keep the band together, and I like your chances. And that was kind of the off-season approach. You know, what are they going to draft? Well, they need a corner and probably draft a corner. They drafted a corner uh, with their first-round pick. This off-season, getting bludgeoned in the snow at home, not by the Chiefs, but by the Bengals, who we all assumed after 13 seconds the Bills would have stomped in an AFC title game that never happened here in Buffalo. Now it's sort of like, I don't know, I don't think much is going to happen now that we're almost two weeks out, but there's a lot to talk about here. There is. I, I know it. The, the emotion out of you know getting bludgeoned by the Cincinnati Bengals, as you aptly put there, it, it feels like the Bills are further away from the Super Bowl than they were this point last year you know for, for good reason it's and a lot of it is what brandon being alluded to it's it's money it's the fact that you can't just go out and start handing out blank checks like like you have been with that rookie 
contract at the quarterback position. But I don't know. I feel like this Super Bowl matchup is just uh, – it can be a sign of hope, right? I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, they inked Patrick Mahomes to – it was a team-friendly deal, don't get me wrong, but it was a whopper of a deal, right? Like a half billion, uh, 10 years, whatever it was. Yet they managed to think two, three years down the road. You know, Patrick Mahomes ran around the field for 497 yards before he threw the ball or was sacked in that Super Bowl loss to Tampa Bay. And I think at that point, Brett Beach, Andy Reid, they, they really took a long-term uh, approach to things. And said, Look, Tyree Kill is going to want a lot of money at some point, but we're going we're gonna to get to this number, and we're, we're not going to budge from this number because we've got to rebuild the offensive line, and we've got to kind of spread that money around to different players, and that's, that's what they did, right? They swung the deal for Orlando Brown Jr. They, they get Joe Dooney at guard. Um, they, they let Tyreek walk, and they get a lot for him in draft capital and then use that money on Marquez Valdez-Scandling and, and Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, a one-year prove-it deal for a really good player. You draft well. I mean, that helped, right? Maybe draft better players. So I, I think that it's either, you know, inspiring or demoralizing for a Bills fan to look at how the Chiefs have kind of kept things humming along, but the Bills are just going to have to get creative to keep competing here because you can't just spend money at this point. Yeah, man, the, the contributions the Chiefs got from their rookies just in the AFC title game alone, we're kind of it was, it was another thing to make you feel lousy about that game, Tyler. I, I said earlier this week, and I've never experienced this. Uh, you've probably heard it plenty in your job. I know I have in, in mine. Uh, fans who, after their team is out, are like, I, I'm, I'm too, I'm too pissed off. I'm, I can't even watch. That that had never happened to me until like the first five minutes of the AFC title game between the Bengals and the Chiefs this year because both teams were doing things to one another in that game early that the Bills seemed incapable of doing against the Bengals. And that made me feel terrible. Like, I, 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 I did not turn it off. I stuck with it. I have a job, uh, professional obligation, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, if I didn't have a, a, a stake, you know, if I didn't need to see it, I would have turned it off because it just really made me feel sour. Well, I think because you're seeing what the plan was in Buffalo, a pass rush getting after Joe Burrow. I mean, that's why the Bills spent like crazy for Von Miller and drafted D-linemen nonstop. They got it, right? You need to find a quarterback and then find people to make that quarterback's life a living hell. And by the time the Bills got to that point of the season where they had to do exactly that, uh, that they weren't able to get to Joe Burrow. I mean, he he barely broke a sweat in that game. He completed passes to, what, seven different receivers by the end of the first quarter. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And in theory, like, they did the hard work. You, you used the draft capital. You signed Von Miller. And I think that's probably the feeling you're getting. It's like, okay, here's Chris Jones with eight pressures. But three of them resulted in sacks, two by him, and the other five were incomplete passes. And here's a team picking at the end of every round, and Trent McDuffie – Tips the ball on third and 17 that could have been completed. Sky Moore, that second-round pick, has the 29-yard punt return that sets up the, the game-winning drive. Br- Brian Cook, right, he had the diving outstretched tip for an interception. And, oh, there's Isaiah Pacheco running like his life depends on it. He was a seventh-round pick. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it would be kind of demoralizing. I, I'll say this, though, Chris. I, I'm really – I'm feeling good about this Bills fan base because after this loss, as opposed to previous playoff losses – I get the sense that the locals here demand more. They're not just okay with division titles and, you know, raising the banner for 13 wins. Like, that's all great, but the expectations have changed. 
Like it, it should be Super Bowl or bust. That's a good place to be. And I think the fans are rightfully pissed off. They they deserve more. Um, they deserve a Super Bowl, and it, it's right there. And that window it doesn't stay open forever. So yeah, they should be mad at forcing two punts out of out of that game against Cincinnati. Well, you're mentioning, Ty, like a lot of these really good performing draft picks. And then you look at that Chiefs defense. Well, I mean, was their entire secondary outside of Juan Thornhill rookies in that game? Especially, I think they had an injury early in that game. Um, And then you look at a guy like Chris Jones, who just dominated that Bengals game at the point of attack against an offensive line that, I mean, shoot, this Bills defensive line didn't even, I mean, barely got to Joe Burrow, much less win a one-on-one or win a a double-team battle up front. And I think that, to me, when I watched the beginning of that Bengals game, seeing two three-and-outs and Chris Jones just be unblockable in that game... I think some of those things became really demoralizing. I think I, I think I tweeted out like a Tony Soprano gift, you know, like kind of given the the under the chin, uh, you know, kind of the flip off thing. Because I'm I'm thinking to myself like, how do you have three first round picks on that off on that defensive line, and then you look at what Kansas City did against three three backups, and and sort of leave yourself wondering like, you're talking about the draft for the Chiefs. They did really well and have done really well, even finding guys late in rounds. And then you look at where the Bills have invested, and you have not seen the same yields. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I don't know how much time we have on the segment. I didn't name <laughs> the players. I mean, Joshua Williams, 135th overall pick. He's the one who corralled the tipped pick from Brian Cook, and then Jalen Watson, the 243rd overall pick. He had his uh, second interception of the postseason. So it's it, it is possible to get contributions out of your rookie class. And they're going to have to get those contributions. You know, I think where it gets really interesting, you know, we've talked a lot about the Chiefs. You know, let's look at Philadelphia, where Howie Roseman, as the GM, I mean, they loved it. They hated him out there, and then they loved him, and then he gets pushed out by Chip Chip Kelly, and then they love him, and then they hate him, and now they love him again. (laughs) And I I just think it's so wild that, you know, the Eagles, they're not, Howie Roseman specifically, he isn't afraid to admit mistakes. Um, they, they had two absolute whiffs at wide receiver, right? I mean, J.J. Arcea, Whiteside, Jalen Rager. I mean, you took one over D.K. Metcalf, the other over Justin Jefferson. Uh, That's right. Usually GMs <laughs> would get pretty gun-shy at that point. Nope, screw it. We'll take Devontae Smith, Heisman winner out of Alabama. And then, oh, the next year we're going to uh, trade a first and third or fourth-round pick for A.J. Brown, whatever it was, and hand him $100 million. And, oh, yeah, we, we gave Carson Wentz the most guaranteed money ever, $107 million, and he doesn't look like himself anymore. Let's just take this, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Yep. You know, that's a good value, and then he's your starter after one year. So I think that's kind of where the Bills have to be, too, is, look, it's, it's okay to just remove ego from the equation just because you drafted a player, maybe you traded up for a player, you know, they got some hard decisions to make on Tremaine Edmonds and then Ed Oliver down down the road. Um, I get it. Those are high picks. But are these players getting you over the Super Bowl pump, you know, at the dollar that they're going to demand on the open market? I'm not so sure. All I saw was Cincinnati rolling downhill at will against both of those players in the middle of the Bills defense. Yeah, no doubt. Tyler Dunn, GoLongTD.com is where you find his work. He's on the Western Hotline uh, with us here on on WGR. Do you have a sense, Tyler, whether it's from talking to the, the, the players you've got contact with, that, 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 that these guys are maybe shaken a little bit 
by the coaching staff, by their by, by, by their own failure. Um, like I, I think I saw something. I, I think it was from McKenzie with you uh, referencing how Diggs said something along the lines of "This keeps happening." Like it's always it, it, the same. The same thing keeps happening, or, or something along those lines. Forgive me if I've got that botched. Um, do you think they have issues? I mean, I know how the fans sound. I mean, you're, you're talking about the fans deserving some credit for having high standards. Um, you know, but we're powerless. Um, not that the players have sway, but they certainly are more involved directly than we are. Do you think this coaching staff still has everybody's attention there? I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I haven't talked to, to many players since the season ended. You know, typically they're on the first flight out of here. I don't blame them. <laughs> go, go somewhere warmer. Go to Cabo. You know, whatever, it, whatever the case may be. I, I think that they're, they're exhausted. They're exasperated. They're frustrated. Uh, they've been banging at the door here for a while now. This is, what, four straight years of putting together a team that can realistically contend and falling short. And I, I don't, I don't get the sense that there's this feeling like that was it, like that, that's as far as this group mm-hmm. is going to go, because you have Josh Allen, you know, he's one of the three right. or five best quarterbacks in the NFL. You're going to contend as long as he's your quarterback. But I, I think that it's that mix of man, not not again. Like here, here we are again, um, and you know we're in a playoff game, and we're 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 punting, we're conceding at times. I, I bet you that there's some frustration with how the game is called. From the, from the head coach. Maybe, maybe that's what Diggs is alluding to. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think on top of that, yeah, it's it's everything that happened in Cincinnati as well. I mean, that was a traumatizing yeah. event with DeMar Hamlin. I mean, just, just to hear Davis White after the New England game, my God, he's in tears. He says he closes his eyes and he's thinking about it. The commercials come on. He's still thinking about it. It's just – that's hard to shake. I think that that mm-hmm. definitely affected the team in a, in a, in a way that they're just – glad that they can finally relax and get away from football and and maybe recharge for next season but it's going to be tough I mean when you get down to the brass tacks of the roster and all the needs they have uh, it's hard to see exactly where they're going to substantially improve it's going to have to come from within right or the draft right I mean and that and that's why like I, I think this team was crying out like Mike was there for already two seasons, I think uh, another receiver, another receiver, another receiver, and they wait till the fifth round. I mean, they, they took their swing with Jamison Crowder too, but Shakir in the fifth round, and they keep Isaiah McKenzie, let Beasley go, and boy, it's a pretty tough look when you're you're the Super Bowl favorite from like last March right through the year, and you're bringing back guys that were basically retired. I mean, Beasley and Brown, like, that just says it all. Like, I, I give the Bills credit for doing it considering how it looked, right? They, they, they weren't too proud to say, like, okay, well, this, this is it. This is the best we can do. Uh, Beckham's not coming to save us, so let's try Beasley and Brown again. But, man, it's glaring that, that they need an upgrade there. And so, you know, this offseason, I think, draft season will be a lot about getting someone, whether it's a slot guy, an outside guy, but somebody to push all, all of those guys behind Diggs. I mean, this current regime has never drafted a wide receiver in the first three rounds, ever. I mean, that was – Zay Jones was when, you know, Doug Whaley and my, my co-host Jim Otis were still kicking around in the second round. And I, I don't know. I, I get it. You know, Sean McDermott wanted to rebuild the defense in his image, which is, which is great, but what, what did that get you? You know, the last three playoff losses, 122 combined dropbacks 
for Mahomes in two games in Burrow and one, and I, I think they, they sacked him like, what, four times, five times if that? Um, it's, it's not really amounting to much in the games that actually matter. Uh, regular season rankings are just that. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can feast on the the Jets and the Dolphins. You know, your division foes in, in the middle of the season, great. But you know, what, what are you doing in these playoffs? It's all about the playoffs. It's all about the Super Bowl. It was like it was that from day one, right? Being a Super Bowl favorite, as long as you just noted. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they'd be <laughs> personally. I think they'd be nuts to take another defensive player in the first round. But I, I think it's pretty obvious that the head coach's fingerprints are all over these drafts. I mean, don't forget that he was there before the GM. I, I, I really got feeling think he, that Sean McDermott has the final say in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point, even he has to realize that you need a weapon. And when it's third and two against Cincinnati, and it's the second to last play in the third quarter, and you go deep to Gabe Davis, and he has the ball tomahawked out of his hands, like he, you, could, you, you can only ask so much of Gabe Davis. He's a fourth-round pick. Right, get get some get some dudes out there for Josh Allen beyond Stephon Diggs. So yeah, they have to draft receivers. I, I don't even think it's a, a debate. It really shouldn't be a debate internally. Having said that, Tyler, where do you stand on the? I guess if it's if you want to call it a conversation, the Ken Dorsey conversation, because I, I think the same anxiety exists around you're in a Super Bowl window and you hired a first time play caller. So you have to sort of ha- like have a little leeway, right? You got to have a little bit of of kink in the chain there, or, or or some length in the chain for a guy who's never done this before, while combating the fact that you have a a window that's minimizing, it's closing, it's not getting bigger, not with Josh Allen's contract. Like, how do you combat those ideas, saying like, well, you got to give this guy time, but he's also a you know, like y- y- you've got a window here. That was maybe one of the more stranger things we've seen this year, right? right? I think we all assumed, all right, Dable to Dorsey, same offense, same quarterback, same weapons, that things would just kind of seamlessly truck along because this is what Josh Allen wanted, and that's smart to, to mm-hmm. think about this offense through your quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – I don't care if the numbers look exactly the same. Anybody who saw the games could see with Brian Dayball there was a rhythm, um, there was a short to intermediate passing game, there was a flow, you know, one play kind of setting up another. Yep. And with this, it was really boomer bust. It was they they were hitting their bombs, great, right? Even the Miami game, they hit the two deep balls. That's what kind of won them the game on offense. But there really wasn't any any rhythm. So I, to answer your question, I I, I think yeah, another year will will help. It's got to help. But you do need that short to intermediate passing game, kind of serving as your running game because. You know, you're not really getting a consistent running game. You, you don't really want to run the ball 30, 40 times with this offense. I, I get it. But you do need those six-yard plays, those seven-yard plays, those eight-yard plays. And uh, you're not going to get it out of Cole Beasley at, at this point, right? That was that was desperation. You know, but right before they actually signed Cole Beasley, somebody told me that the front office was just outright panicking. Like, they knew they had this team that could win the Super Bowl, but they were missing this element of their offense. They just didn't – they just weren't getting it out of the current receivers. So how do you get it? Yeah, I think you get the draft players, and I don't think that firing Ken Dorsey is going to fix anything, but I'm with everybody else. I, I was shocked the offense just looked different with him as OC. It looked different, and I think if you watched the first, I think I saw somebody post the the numbers for Stephon Diggs in the first half of the season compared to the second half of the season, and they were eye-opening. I mean, 
he was one of the best receivers in football through eight games, and then it did not really appear to be the same way. So teams started defending the Bills differently, and it just didn't feel like they had a lot of different answers. Like how many times – I can think of like five scenarios, five situations right at the top of my head where they ran that little RPO play. It's just Stephon Diggs on the right side. He lines up on the right-hand side. I remember it from the Thanksgiving game where he throws the interception to Anzalone, the linebacker. Um, I'm thinking about it three times in the Bengals game where the Bengals just said – yeah, we're jamming the hell out of Stephon Diggs' line of scrimmage. Good luck completing it. And there was no rhythm, and it just feels like you saw Gabe Davis have all this potential in that playoff game. He's playing from the slot. He were moving him around. They were featuring him. Dawson Knox led the league or was tied for the league lead in touchdowns in the red zone. And then that didn't really start to come to fruition until week 15. Like, it just feels like you look at these players, and this is part of the Ken Dorsey conversation, Tyler, is like part of me says – you saw a bunch of guys take step backs on steps back under you. Am I okay in thinking like even if you add DeAndre Hopkins to this offense or a big splash that you're going to be able to maximize that when you couldn't maximize some of the weapons you already had? As you're talking, Nate, I'm I'm trying to remember when the Bills ran a screen pass. Right, successfully, none, yeah, never, the, the, never. Right, the majority of their screen passes end with Josh Allen throwing it at somebody's feet in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. just like ah, this isn't here, crap. And like that happens from time to time to everyone. Everybody, but, like, but that is the Bills. That's their go-to screen pass. It's like up oh, abort. I feel very confident in saying this, Tyler. I don't believe they completed a screen pass this year. Nothing comes to mind, and all we heard all off season was that they wanted a running back that was, you know, a pseudo-receiver. I mean, I remember hanging out with Chase Edmonds, and he was so close to signing with Buffalo, and he didn't because the taxes were so bad in New York State. Um, J.D. McKissick, that fell through, obviously. Uh, they, they take James Cook, and they wanted Travis Etienne, what, the year before. Um, I, I still believe that, that they wanted to add Etienne to this offense. So there, there's a counterfactual for you. But they've, they've never really been able to find that weapon. And then when they, they trade for one, they don't even use him in Naeem Hines. So I – that would seem to be a good place to start. It's like when things aren't going well on offense, just find, get, get some layups, right? Get to the foul line in basketball. Like if the jumper's not falling, find something easy that you can just go to. And, and they, they never really had that this past season. So I think to, to fix the offense for Ken Dorsey, that seems like a pretty easy place to start, right? I mean, somehow get in a room with Josh Allen, your backs, and figure out ways. All right, when things are all haywire, this is what we're going to go to to kind of get back on track. And uh, I feel like you could do that with the players that they have on the roster. So James Cook, if you're looking for a sign of hope, I feel like he's going to have a huge role next year. Or at least he should. You, you would think, you know, intellectually within the offense, he's going to be able to go full speed from week one. And, and maybe he is a player who can kind of help you get to another gear. Tyler, we're almost out of time. Let's circle back to where we started. Thoughts on Kansas City and Philadelphia. You're headed out there. Um, what do you think here? I mean, the the betting line was pretty interesting when it first was posted Sunday night. Was Chiefs and then back to e- uh, right to Eagles pretty quickly in like twenty minutes. Um, so it could be a tumultuous week with that in mind. Um, what what are your just sort of broad thoughts on this matchup? I, I know we all uh, count Patrick Mahomes out at our at our own peril. Uh, he is. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, the best player on the planet, a player that the, Bill, the Bills liked a lot a long time ago. Well, he's, he's not going anywhere, but I, it's going to be hard for him to do what he did against Cincinnati against Philadelphia. I mean, this pass rush is elite. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, they've got seven, eight guys they just cycle through that are that they, stay, they stay fresh. I mean, four or five legit pass rushers. He's not going to be able to – I think he won't be able to just kind of stand there and get the ball out quick, um, play to play to play to play. I mean, there, there's going to be a rush. They're going to get him off his spot. And then on the other side of the ball, the Eagles just – they play a different brand of football. I mean, they – they, they want to bludgeon you. They want to drag you into the back alley and club you over the head. I mean, they've got a running game with an offensive line coach. It's, it's creative schematically. I mean, these linemen are kind of hitting you at some different angles than other teams do, and they're really good. I mean, they're all pro bowlers up front. Jalen Hurts is a threat with the RPO stuff. Miles Sanders is a 1,200-yard back. Kenneth Gainwell looks good now, and Boston Scott seems like he scores a touchdown every other game. So I think it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to get accustomed and, and used to that style of football, it, it might take them a while before they're able to kind of settle in and, and, and figure out what Philadelphia is doing. So if you were to you know put a gun to my head right now, I'd, I'd say Philadelphia wins this. All right. Safe travels, my friend. Um, enjoy the scene out there, the Radio Row scene. It, it's uh, I don't know. You, I'm sure you've done it before, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, we'll be – no. Doing some radio row stuff and with the Eagles, with the Chiefs, and yeah, if anybody wants to uh, subscribe to GoLongTD.com, we'll definitely have a lot of NFL, you know, feature stories out there as well. Good deal, man. Safe travels, and we'll catch up when you get back. Hey, thanks so much, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. That's our man, Tyler Dunn. GoLongTD.com, like he just said, go there, subscribe. Tons of great content, and he'll be in Arizona for Super Bowl. 57. Let's take a timeout. Lines are open. You want to get in on the conversation, sort of just pick up where we left off with Tyler. Totally welcome to do that. 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope has the day off, so Nate Geary's in for him. I'm the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. You are listening to WGR. 
There is interest. My understanding is there are at least a couple teams, potentially several teams, who are at least interested in Derek Carr. But it is complicated, Mike, because Derek Carr's contract becomes fully guaranteed the next two years, or this year and a little bit of next year, become fully guaranteed more than $40 million three days after the Super Bowl. So what that would mean, theoretically, is a team trading for Derek Carr would have the fully guaranteed money in mid-February but not be able to officially sign him uh, until March, so basically the Raiders would have to carry his fully guaranteed money until the official team takes over in March. That is NFL Network's Ian Rappaport talking about the situation surrounding soon-to-be former Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Uh, Definitely I'm, soon to be. Heard it all there. $40 yeah. million bucks guaranteed on the, 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 the 15th of February. And so they've got to find a trade partner before then or cut him before then. It's got to be the Stafford trade where it's like we agree that there's a trade. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about that guarantee hitting. And I don't see anyone bailing that franchise out. I mean, he's he'll be a starter next year. Yeah. Right, yeah without yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. And there are certainly teams that would be looking at him as an upgrade over what they've had. But with that said, uh, are you eager enough to get him to take on that con- the trade for that and then have to deal with that $40 million guarantee? I mean, you're going to pay him, obviously, if you're acquiring him. But giving up assets, too, just seems like a tough, a tough idea to me. Like I, I don't think he's quite good enough to want to give up stuff to get. Like If you're going to get him, you're doing the Raiders a super huge favor. Yeah. So... That should really mitigate what you pay as that, far as that's right. assets. That's right, and I think timing hurts them a little because I think you might want to hope that you could wait until free agency hits and the the dominoes fall a little bit and, like, right. you know, the musical chairs, there's only a couple of chairs left, and then you say, okay, well, the Jets didn't get Aaron Rodgers. The commanders didn't get Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Now that that's how I feel like you could maximize any trade yeah, with right, Derek. Right, right, and right. I think the timing's just kaboot. Yeah, it's tough. I you know the the, the timing of that bonus hitting is. Um, there's a lot of teams that need quarterback. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And there's three startable starting caliber rookies in this draft, maybe. Maybe there's a fourth. I don't know. Okay. And then you've got what? Brady's Brady's gone. Brady's done. That 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 drama did not Garoppolo, uh, really grow. Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Oh my God! Right. Gar- Garoppolo and Derek Carr. At least we know will be available. You don't yes. know that Aaron. I mean, you know, whatever. It, you start. It feels like. Sure, it does. It feels like that. It's done. felt that way for. Two years prior to this. Listen, I, I want it to be right kinda... because what I did in several dynasty leagues is I went out and picked up Jordan Love last year at the end of the year. Okay, yeah. I, I was reading yeah. the tea leaves a little there. but I want it to be right because I want him to go somewhere. We'll, look, we'll see, all right? Notify, cold takes exposed. Sure. Fine, Jets. Uh, give up some – get Aaron Rodgers. Give up a first. Did you watch him play football this year? It wasn't great. He might be shot. He might be. I mean, and you know that the the quarterback position, it's not always like you know a slow decline. Sometimes it's you're at the top of your game, winning an MVP, and the next year you drop off a cliff. Right. I've said this quite a few times. I feel like Brady 
has sort of skewed, skewed all of our, our yeah. expectation for guys when for they get close to 40, right? Like, yeah. well, you know, which of course he's still good. I don't know. That that got a win and get in game against the Lions. He was the, he 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 killed them in that game. Yeah. Uh, killed him because he's Aaron Rodgers. The focus immediately shifted to I'm going to keep my jersey and like nobody uh, and the drama about where he's going to go next. Instead, it's like he threw for as like the fewest yards he's ever thrown for in a full season. Yep, the second fewest touchdowns he's ever thrown for in a full season, and like, may, maybe you're looking at a decline. And instead, it's just like oh, you know he. he He'll figure out where what he wants and where he wants to go. Like I don't know, man. I'd be a little leery of that. Like you know, again, it could totally blow up in my face. He's Aaron Rodgers. He gets on the Jets with the with the with the you know the skills they've got on that team, and maybe that really works for them and him. I don't know, but now I just thought he was he was bad more than he was good this year uh, for a player Agreed. that's supposed to be at the level that he's at. Yep. So um, totally, I think and- that'll be really interesting to watch. And yeah, like where. Where, where where does Derek Carr end up? Like, is he is he the Jets' fallback, or is there some team out there that is absolutely targeting him and like that's our guy? We got to go get him. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's if you'd shoot for that or, or like how you want to go about it. I think the way things have gone recently for teams trying that Indianapolis is the classic example. Like their their ideas year over year have deteriorated like they've been worse one like philip rivers okay got to the playoffs yeah one and done carson wentz can't win a must-win game against jacksonville oh matt ryan looked like a corpse a lot of this that year. is a little harsh for corpses he thank you he <laughs> it was bad. literally every time i watched him play i thought he might quit at halftime it, like yes. He might just pack up his crap like I, like, I, got, I, I, I can't do this anymore. It was, it was hard to watch. Yeah, for a guy who was MVP, so accomplished, right. yeah, so I mean, accomplished. What the hell? That that's the example of so, falling off the cliff. I by wonder. The way. I wonder how much teams are. I mean, every guy's not the same, and like you got you got to pick from what you can pick from. But I I, I would think Indianapolis has got to get off that train now. The right? veteran quarterback train. They yeah, got to draft they one. Stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stop. They're. You, they are going working. through round three interviews with head coaches. Can you imagine For the doing love of God. a third round no. of interviews with Jeff Saturday? Could you imagine doing one interview and having Jim Ursay be the guy? That twelve does it? hours. I'm reading about twelve hours with Jim Ursay. Like just just imagine being in an interview with Jim Ursay, who's just lighting sig after sig right indoors because he's the owner of the building, and that's what you get to do when you're the owner of an NFL football team. I, that franchise has gone from being kind of the beacon of consistency to how much better are they than the Jaguars with Urban Meyer are they? I mean, because Urban Meyer's the owner. Wait, what? That like for like like Urban Meyer and uh, the clown show that he had as a as your right. head coach. You can clean that up cuz oh. he's that coach. But when Urban Meyer is the owner, <laughs> okay, right. Like okay. with Ursay, I mean, right, he right, is. Right, I got you. Ur- like, Ursay is, is. Yeah. All right, got it. That's yeah. that's tough. You can't. It's yeah. hard to clean. Like Chris he, Ballard sitting around there, like Chris Ballard is being forced to do interviews with Jim Ursay's daughter. Mm. Gotta love that. So right. when the incompetence is at the highest level of the organization, you've got a problem. You've got a real problem. Yeah, like yeah, they're it's tough. They're in it tough, and like 
who did he want? He wanted Wentz. And then he went out and kind of made himself look like a fill-in-the-blank because he really unprofessionally threw Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz wasn't good for them, but he wasn't Matt Ryan. Yeah. And who they gave a contract extension to before Mm -hmm. playing a football game for them. So uh, there's a lot of dysfunction there in Indianapolis. And, yeah, maybe yeah a third interview for Jeff Saturday. Yeah. And Wink Martindale is leading. And not a shot of Wink. He's a great defensive coordinator in the NFL. He's in his 60s. That's the guy that, like, these are the guys? I can appreciate wanting to be thorough to a certain extent. Sure. But. Is that what it is, though? It doesn't feel thorough. It feels we have no clue what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's more. That's more. So we're just going to keep. Well, if we keep doing this, people will think we're legitimate. Right, because we we did an exhaust exhaustive, exhaustive search. search, and 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 if I I am rooting for so hard for them to just end up back at Jeff Saturday, like yeah, if because the, then it'll be easy whether it'll be right or not. I mean, who cares? It, it'll be easy to just say the whole exercise was just to attempt to validate yes. choosing Jeff Saturday. Correct. Like what? No, look, yeah, he, yeah, I know he was here already, and we're keeping him because. You know, guys that win one out of ten games don't grow on trees, so we're going to keep him, or whatever his record was. Um, but look, we talked we talk to everybody, all, all the King's horses and all the King's men we're spoken with. We, yeah. we did it all, and this was the best guy. I'm rooting so hard for that to happen. See, like, the least the Colts could do is hire Lou Anarumo and at least get him out of Cincinnati. Like, that's the least they could do, yeah. but they won't. That would be nice for Yeah, us. they won't. Yeah. They won't do that. Yeah, that guy seems pretty. He's pretty, pretty, pretty I, you good. know, and and it took a little while for him to get some interviews. I think he's interviewing again, a second interview in Arizona. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. What's what? Why why haven't more teams like what? Uh, there were teams that waited for D'Amico Ryan's. So don't get me wrong, he was probably the best coach of the cycle. Maybe Sean Payton, but I feel like Anarumo should have been getting way more love. Yeah, and didn't at all. It sort of took. The performance against the Bills, I think, for him. But to he'd get, been doing it, yeah, right, against every time they played the Chiefs, right, right, that's right. All right, well, we didn't really get, get anywhere there, did we? No, no, no. Normally no, we don't. No, that's that's the beauty There's, when I'm on with yeah, you. Yeah, but good. organized chaos. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't. It's Friday. I don't feel fulfilled, but yet I'm no one somehow will. no one will. Please. Yeah. Right. At the same time, and yeah. I don't know. It's an odd. I'm struggling with that. It's, it feels like an honor for me. Yeah. yeah, to be in that. Let's take a time out. Eight oh three. Oh, I'm gonna regroup. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Uh, Aaron Quinn, cover one, will join the mess at uh, the top of the hour. We look forward to that. Mike Shope has the day off along with Nate. Gear. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I am the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. Rolling along here on a Friday. Thanks for hanging with us today. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has uh, had the day off. He was off yesterday as well. We'll uh, return on Monday. Nate Geary here today sitting in for Mike. Zach Jones here as well. Uh Earlier this hour, talking with Tyler Dunn, he's headed for Arizona for the Super Bowl. I think he said he's he's heading out on Monday. Going to do the radio row scene. Have you you you've you've never had reason professionally to do that? No, you, yeah, no. I've I've always it's a bit of interest to me. Yeah, let me. Um, you've been, correct? yeah, yeah, yeah. Three the first three years that um, Mike and I were working together, we went. So we went to. Jacksonville, Houston, and Detroit. Okay. I guess so. Like you know, I didn't exactly draw like you know the sexiest markets. Uh, sure, you know, but whatever. It was, you know, it was, it was it was an experience. I I I would tell you like just thinking about being there makes me sort of just. You look angry right it, now it's, saying it. So it it is. <laughs> if you if you like look at sports. And think about the business of it, mm-hmm. and just how kind of gross it can be. Yeah, going to Radio Row at the Super Bowl for five days in a row is it, 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 it's like it's like putting your mouth around a fire hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything that is kind of disgusting and philosophically wrong about sports. Sure, and just. <sighs> It is. It's just so. It's too bad we weren't on video for that visualization. So sorry. I mean, I need. (laughs) No, I got no. I audio medium. I got to deliver. I got to deliver for the people. It was needed. So you had to see that. It was. was, fine. It was unfortunate. It's fine. Um. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's insane. Like, there's awesome things about it. Like, you meet a lot of people, but you don't. It's hard to remember everyone you met because it happens so fast. Like there, there were days where in the morning, it's like, oh, you know, our show was you know this time of the day, yeah. but um, you know this agency or that agency has got like a set. Uh, you know, here, here are twelve guys who are going to be making the rounds, and pick three of them, and we'll bring them by for like five to seven minutes each, and it's like one after the other. Right. So you're just like boom, 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 boom through guy, and, and it's like. I, I don't. Th- there was one time, boy, oh, I cannot remember the name of the guy. It was a, a Browns cornerback that yeah. we were sitting there talking to, and while we were talking to him, I completely forgot who he was. <laughs> like I, I just, I just completely forgot who he was. And it's like my turn to talk, talk and, and like, like, I, got- I'm just sort of looking at the guy, and I'm just like. So what's it what's it like oh playing my. corner for the Browns? Right, like that can happen. Yeah. Um I think the be- the best way I, I should have just led with this and, and left off not gone through the firehose uh, imagery. Uh there there was the in Detroit uh so everybody it's 
everybody's just there walking around and all the important people do not want all the people you want to talk to are too important to talk to you. Yep. All the people that want to talk to you, you aren't don't. important enough to talk for me to talk like you know it's just it's gross, yeah. right? Like, oh, there's Warren Sapp. I take three steps toward Warren Sapp and like 18 security guards just like whoosh, surround Warren Sapp. Like, I don't think we're going to get to Warren yeah, Sapp. I like, I don't think it's happening. They kind of shut me down. Um, and then the, 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 the thing I remember the most was we're, we're there one year in Detroit and whoever was next door to us uh, doing their show had had booked the great the legendary Pat Summerall. Oh. And right. So um here he comes, he's got, you know, like a PR person with him, and they they walk past and like Mike and I are just sitting there doing our show and like, oh there's Pat Summerall. And right behind Pat Summerall were a team of like the vivid porn girls. <laughs> and, like that's the Super Bowl. Like, that is Super Bowl Radio Row. So it's basically just Las Vegas it's, at all it's, times. It's just like, there, there's Pat yeah. Summerall, and here are the porn stars. <laughs> and you don't get to have Pat Summerall. Would you like any of the porn stars on your show? Yeah, sure. Our sports talk radio show. This yeah, we'd Buffalo. Love that. This is New York. Pat Summerall's going on New York. Buffalo, you can have the porn stars. Uh, we're, yeah, no, we're, we're cool. We're, we're going okay. to talk Thank about you. the Sabres probably next yeah, segment we're, we're anyway, okay. even though we're okay. at the Super Bowl. Uh, that's the Super Bowl. Uh, at least Radio Row. Anyway, I, I can't speak to the game. We never is this ever a... got to stay for the game. We flew home on, on Friday night or Saturday morning. Tell me if you think this is an emotional hedge. I have... The, 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 the shine has really dulled for me on the Super Bowl. And this would have been maybe Peyton Manning. Was it, this would have been the, maybe the last his last game mm-hmm. for the Broncos. And it was CBS. And I, all I could think watching... As they were running out of the field, going into commercial breaks, half like going into halftime, coming out of mm-hmm. halftime, that it looked like CBS, like it looked like the young and the restless. Like it looked like a soap opera. Hmm. Like the the way that the shine of the lights in the stadium were coming <laughs> off of and it looked like Peyton Manning was wearing makeup. And I was like, this feels Everything that football isn't. Right, yeah. And that is how the Super Bowl has felt for me for some time. And and maybe I'm emotionally hedging because I probably wouldn't have said that story or even told you that's how I felt if we were here this week talking about the Bills being there in eight days, nine days. Dude, I'd be fine. Be all in. Bring on the vivid porn girls. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm living. I'm, I'm living my best life. Sure, of course. I, we might actually be able to pull some people if the Bills were in the Super I would Bowl. I would grudgingly hope. do the job. Is sure. what I'm saying. If yeah, I yeah. Had, if I had if they made me go because the Bills were in it, I I would find a way to get through. I'm that. I I give and I give. Nate, that is all you do. All right, let's take a timeout. Aaron Quinn, cover one on the way right after this. Nate Geary and for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. Thanks for listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.